Hey guys, I'm Luke. And I am Frank. And welcome back to The Breakdown. Welcome. This is Pastor Frank Lucas. He's the head of school for King's Academy. Yes, and I am so excited to be with you today and to be able to share a little bit with you as we break down Pastor Kurt's message from this week on sowing and reaping. It's just going to be so awesome. Yeah, and just thinking of King's Academy, how are things going with the school? We're getting excited for the fall. Things are going incredibly well. There's a lot that's happening uh, behind the scenes, and now it's starting to become a little bit more and more visible uh, to everyone as things are starting to open up. Uh, But the one thing I keep reminding myself of Mm -hmm. is no matter how hard we work, no matter how hard we plan, on September 7th, when we open those doors and we have students coming in, it's going to be exactly what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. And the Lord is just going to kind of pave the way for that. And we are uh, excited. Uh, there's a hopeful anticipation. You know, we're meeting with families right. and working on curriculum. We have teachers coming in uh, all this week for professional development. And uh, the Lord is just doing something mighty. Yes. And we are just super, yes. super excited for that. But I would love to encourage all of you to be prayerful for that as well. Uh, the Lord's doing a lot. Um, but we are going to pray, 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 uh, because as hard as we work, we know that's 100% up to him. Absolutely. And, so. and if um, if there's any parents that want to enroll their children, is it too late or is that still an, op- an option right now? That is a great point. Yes, we are still enrolling K-12. to uh, We encourage you to just visit us online at kingsacademyne.com, and there's some information there for you to fill All out, right. and we'll be in touch with you. Yeah, I know. I don't have kids right now, but I know someday I will. Um, And it's really exciting for me to watch this because it gives me hope for uh, the future and knowing that, yes, the Lord is still working and he's providing doors and places for us to raise our kids together and and teach our kids together and grow them in his kingdom. Yes, it's I mean, it's something I'm excited about. And I love to hear that as someone who doesn't have any children yet. And uh, but for me as a parent, right, to be able to sit down and start to plan things out and think about it, not only from a leadership perspective, perspective, but Mm -hmm. also to think about it from the vantage point as a parent. And so I have children that are going to be in all different ages Mm -hmm. throughout the school. So I have four kids, uh, Emma, Ava, Addison, and Frankie, they're 12, 10, 8, and 7. Mm. And so we kind of have a little bit of everything there and uh, different skill sets and different academic levels. And and so I love that I'm able to sit back as a parent and say, all right, what would be comforting for me? And what is it that I need? And and how could a school wrap their arms around my family in Mm. a loving way? And then say, all right, how do we help replicate that for other families uh, throughout our church body, but also throughout Southeastern New England? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm thinking about my own uh, upbringing. I was homeschooled and it was a big sacrifice for my parents. And what I find so beautiful about King's Academy is the excitement of it and how it's parents sacrificing, but we're sacrificing together. Yes. So you're not just you're not just doing this in isolation, and it's just this impetus of knowing this is what the Lord is bringing us into. It's not just some cool idea that that we had as a church. It's we know that this is the Lord's timing, and you know, getting to talk to you um, before we before we got on on today's episode, it was really it just really uh, confirmed to me like what I've seen is that you have been picked by the Lord to for this role. And even hearing your story, how you've been involved in the business world, but also the church world. And, you know, people would look at that and be like, well, just pick one. Yeah. But the Lord had a different idea in that. It's like, no, he's preparing you for this role. And so I just want to commend you for that and just, oh. you know, honor you for that. Well, thank you for that. And it, it is pretty cool because it's definitely not something that uh, I planned out. 
mm-hmm. right? And this was never in my never cards, is. you know, like when I was in high school, I was like, I'm going to run a school someday. Um, definitely not. Right. I was thinking of how to get out of school. And but I have kind of a different background too. growing up and I was public school and homeschool oh, wow. and private cool. school. And so I have that vantage point that we're pulling from his families. And, and even the Lord was using that then. He was using yeah. it then. And it's so cool <laughs> to kind of look back and see Lord, you know, what the Lord was doing. Yeah. And it, it's had different applications at different moments and seasons in our lives. And right now we feel uh, 100% certain this is exactly where the Lord wants mm-hmm. us to be. And we feel in line with that. And we're just beyond excited to be a part of it and Amen. to be a part of the team here at His Providence Church and just to see what the Lord is doing in us and through us. And what I love is as we're getting ready, one of the things I love, many things, is as we're getting ready for the school year, the Lord's still working in me in this. Mm. And there's a lot of things that He's still trying to trying to strip away and a lot of things that He's still trying to, trying to add in and push in and push on me in. And uh, just beyond grateful for that, that we have a place that welcomes that. And, and we want to see the heart posture be right. Amen. And so as a school, we're going to partner with the church and say, no, we're going to we're going to focus here first. We're going to focus here on, right. on our heart, right. uh, which is really, I think, at the essence of what we're talking about this week, too, which is really it cool. is. It is. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say is, you know, speaking of seasons and speaking about the Lord's timing and and the Lord's fruit in our life and in our church. We have Pastor Kurt's message on sowing and reaping. And this is a message that, um, a, a lesson that the that the Lord has really anointed Pastor Kurt to, to, to teach. And I think he teaches on it in a way that I have never really heard with that kind of life and excitement. You know, I was talking to some of my friends and it was, you know, sometimes when you hear sermons about giving, it can be discouraging or it feels like, okay, I know I need to be cheerful. I'm going to give because this is what I'm supposed to do. But the message from Sunday really made me excited to give and to challenge my giving and to just, you know, live this out. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of pushed on some of the normal paradigms, right? Mm -hmm. When we think about a giving series or a giving teaching, we kind of want to step back and be like, I'm good. Like, I already know what the Bible says. And but it's not about what the Bible says. It's about what the Lord's doing in you. And and what is he calling us to? And the thing is, you know, when we go through scripture, Mm -hmm. we can't pick and choose which parts we're going to submit to. We can't pick and choose what parts we want to surrender to. And I think here in 2 Corinthians, Paul clearly lines out for us a lot of particular details. Um, There's a lot of great practical takeaways, um, but really something that is super important for us to grasp and to understand. And it's not about budgets. It's not about any of that. It's about where your heart is. Yes. And so that's just something that's yes. really, really awesome. And I love that we are unapologetic about uh, unapologetic about pressing into that. Yes. And saying if this is mm-hmm. what the Lord's placed on our hearts. Right. And Pastor Kurt specifically to say, no, we're going to go at it. Right. 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 Just as a refresher, let's just read that passage in 2 Corinthians. So it's 2 Corinthians 9, chapter 6 through 11. And Paul's writing to the church in Corinth, and he's reminding them about their commitment that they had made to help the believers in Jerusalem. So he says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, 
while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And Pastor Kurt emphasized how, you know, this world, we understand the concepts of buying and selling. That's a, those are worldly concepts where I, I buy this, I, I spend this, and I know I'm going to get that. I invest here because I know I'm going to get a profit. Um, but the kingdom of heaven operates on this concept of sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. And when we sow, you know, the seed goes into the ground and we have to wait. We don't know. Is the seed going to be good? Is anything going to come up? And if something does come up, is the, is the harvest going to be good? But we have to remember that our source is from God and that as followers of Jesus, of Jesus, we are owners of nothing, but we're stewards of everything. So it's all about our role. So, uh, Frank, what, what were some of the points that, that were speaking to you and what has the Lord like uh, stirred on you since the message? Yeah, there was uh, a number of points. And as I was kind of thinking and praying through this and asking, Lord, what is it that you want to share uh, mm-hmm. tonight in this? There was probably a million directions we could go. Oh, and, yeah. and one of the lines that Pastor Kurt shared that I really loved is he said, the Lord isn't looking to take something from you. He's looking to give something to you. And when you start to think about that in terms of living generously and giving um, from that vantage point, it changes everything, Mm. right? And it's like, all right, what is the Lord looking to do in you? What does the Lord want to deposit in you as we deposit in others? And so that was one thing. But, you know, what I find interesting is as I went back and I read through 2 Corinthians chapter 9, which is where the message was from, and then went back a little bit further, which is always great to do, to look in context throughout Scripture. What I found was that in both chapter 8 and chapter 9, where he's talking about giving— he doesn't actually talk about money once. Like he never uses the term money, Money. right? Which is really interesting to think about that so often throughout scripture, we see, you know, there's parable, right? And there's story, but then it's followed up with like, but this is what it actually means, right? Because people didn't understand, right? You know, the Pharisees were kind of too thick headed Mm -hmm. to figure out what Jesus was talking about. So we had to lay it out plainly. But when it comes to money and it comes to the posture of our hearts around giving, it's so much on the forefront that we can talk in metaphors such as this, Mm -hmm and know exactly what it's about. Right. There's no second guessing there. And so I love that Paul's able to do that in, in such an amazing way. But he talks about sowing and reaping. And so when we talk about sowing, it involves seed. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing that I started to kind of flush out a little bit and something that's been on my heart for quite some time um, in relation to another passage of Scripture, uh, but here talking about seed, Right now, if we wanted seed, we would run to Tractor Supply or to, you know, any any sort of yeah. box store like that, and we could Get buy a package, a package of seed, yeah. right? And we go home, and we set up on our living room table. Well, at least I do. And I set up on my living room table, and I'm very careful mm-hmm. to kind of do one seed at a time, and I water it, and I do all this, and then I forget to plant it. Or, <laughs> or no, but, you know, a lot of folks, they, they love growing, you know, their tomatoes and right. all these sorts of things, right? right? And sometimes we yield a bit of a harvest, and sometimes we don't. The difference here is, one, we're able to go out and source seed in that way. And two, we're not dependent on our harvest. Mm. Right? And so, and I think that's something that's really important for us right. to understand, that in antiquity, seed was very, very important because seed represented provision. Right. right? Seed was the result of a harvest, and it was in hopeful anticipation of the next harvest, which would produce additional provision and wow. so on and so forth. And so when we look through this passage and we look through any passage that talks about sowing seed, we have to realize that what the Lord is saying, he's like, this is important. This matters. Mm. Seed is not something of insignificance, rather of all the significance in the world. He's speaking to a farming community. Right. 
and saying, I want you to put out everything you have. I want you to invest everything you have in hopeful anticipation of what will be. Right, because if, if you or I plant something and nothing grows or if we only get a little bit, we can just go to the store and buy something. Yes. For them, this is everything. Yes, and it's not only provision for today. Where does the additional seed come from? So where does the provision for the next harvest and the from, harvest after that? From the fruit, from, it, from what is produced. Exactly. So wouldn't it make sense to kind of hold something back right. and say just in case? But the reality is that's mm. not how Scripture mandates us, right? You go to the parable of the mm-hmm. soils, right? And yep. it's like scatter seed, scatter seed, scatter right. seed. They would have been thinking, what are you, crazy? You're wasting seed putting it on hard ground, which clearly will not grow anything. Exactly. Now, there's a whole other set of right. sermons. Of course, in there. yeah. But the yeah. reality is, you know, it's so yeah. important for us to kind of go back and look in antiquity and sorry, what is the, what did this mean to them then, yes. right? What did this mean to the people that Paul was speaking mm-hmm. to? And what does that translate to us today? Mm. And so, you know, thinking of seed, saying, all right, you're 401k. And now we're not saying right. give it all, but we're saying you should give in abundance. Right. right. You should give bountifully, right? right. And so... Or even our start- time, people will say, oh, I don't have enough time. But it's like, no, you have time. How are you using it? So it's... it's How are you Different it? types yeah. of seeds. Yeah. And are you holding something back? Right. You know, are you, are you holding something back just in case? Right. And now it's not to say we can't be wise stewards and we shouldn't plan and shouldn't have a savings account for an emergency Mm -hmm. or all those sorts of things. That's not what we're saying. Mm -hmm. But what the what Paul is talking about and what he's saying here is, no, you you are called to give generously. You are called to give in abundance. You are called to give bountifully. And now I love that word bountifully, which is found specifically, I think, in the NASB, not necessarily in the New King James. But if we actually look up the root word of that, we're going to find it's the same uh, word that we use for eulogy or blessing. Mm. And so now read that passage again and kind of interject that for a second. What you're going to see is that we are called to to give out blessings. Yes. All right? Yes. And so our provision has purpose. Mm. Right? There is purpose in the provision of the Lord, and it is not to bless us, but it is to bless others. It yes. is to be given away freely and i think that's just amazing it's it's something that as you start to think about and as you start to unpack uh it's incredible Mm -hmm. another piece that really stood out to me if i could was uh the line in there that says the lord loves or god loves a cheerful giver yeah we've all heard that a lot of us have heard that growing up and you know what did we all hear though god loves what a cheerful giver. Yeah, God loves giving, though. That's kind of right. what we hear. It's like, you got to give. Yeah. And it's like, okay. You know, so we hear like, all right, how much do I have to yeah. give, right? And, right? and he loves this idea of giving, but that's not what Paul says. Paul says God loves a cheerful mm. giver. And so when we unpack that even a little bit, we talk about, talk about love for a second, this idea of the Lord delights, Yahweh delights, mm. not in what we do, all right, but in us, in response to the posture of our heart. God delights in us as cheerful givers. Mm. Right? And I, I just think that's something so beautiful to really think about for a second, that we live in a culture that is so hung up on what we produce and on what we do. Mm-hmm. We, we live in a culture that's caught up in the outcomes. Yes. Right? Yeah. But the Father is focused in on the motivations He's less concerned with our hearts, uh, excuse me, with our hands, and he's more concerned with our hearts. Right. Because knowing where, if this is right, this will follow. Mm. 
right? And so you, you kind of go through the Gospels and you follow Jesus and follow his teachings and the conversations yes. and, and the yeah. stories. Everything always points back to here. Yes. All right? Amen. And so if we don't Amen. get to the root cause, if we don't get to the root piece, right. this is never going to fall in line. And right. so when there's a misalignment mm-hmm. taking place, it's usually something in our posture. Right. 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 And so what I love about this is it, it, it speaks to that, saying he loves a cheerful giver. He delights mm. in a cheerful giver. Right. And right. the cheerful piece there is so, so important. Yeah. It's not something that you can skip over. No, no. Right? And, and and it's not tied to our circumstances. I think a lot of times we, we find our happiness or we base our emotions on our circumstances because mm-hmm. um, our circumstances do affect yeah. us and they influence our emotions. But I'm uh, I'm thinking now of you know Paul. He's the one who's writing this, and in Philippians he talks about like the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. Now Paul's writing that letter from prison, and he's gone through yeah. so many different circumstances. Yeah. Like it's like a cat with nine lives, or like a thousand lives. Like yeah. he should have died m- many times, and yet he will say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. And so I think that that's what it comes back to is our heart posture, as you're mm-hmm. saying, is I'm delighting in the Lord not in this circumstance and I'm being obedient and I'm trusting him almost despite your circumstance right right the idea of he doesn't say you know uh, God delights or God loves a happy giver right there's a cheerful giver Mm. and I and I think I I would almost go so far as to say joyful in in a way yeah and say like it it, the circumstances are irrelevant Mm. all right because we can't control the circumstances but we can control our response in the midst of them amen and so we can either hold on for dear life to that provision or we can say, all right, Lord, this is the provision that you provided me, and you've called me, yeah. regardless of the circumstances, right, right. to be generous with that provision. Yeah. And and so I think that's something that, as a culture, we, we struggle with. Because we tend to become a little more hung up in the moment of what's going right. on, and what is the market doing right, right. now? Oh, I have to be really careful, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've had conversations with families, even around King's Academy, and they're worried about, you know, what the finances are going to be in September. Mm. You know, and I get that. I I can appreciate that. But when we stop thinking about eternity and we start thinking about, you know, the next couple of months and the next six months and or the circumstances and the market and this and that, all of a sudden we are allowing ourselves to be navigated by the wind and the waves, just like Peter. Right. Right. When we take our eyes off of what truly matters and we Mm -hmm. our focus shifts, that's Mm -hmm. where we need to be realigned. Amen. And so I think that's what Paul's trying to do here in such a loving way, yeah. which is why he doesn't use money. And he just talks about something that they understand and they get and says, I, we just need a little bit of a realignment here. Mm. All right. And, yeah. and, and while you are called to give, Father delights in a cheerful giver. Amen. He delights in a Amen. posture that is in alignment yeah. with him. And that's what I thought was so beautiful on Sunday, too, we, with worship. It was the whole focus of worship. And even that song, Make Space, like we make room yes. because we've come to yield to the Lord. It, it's about us getting out of the way, us surrendering our pride, because that's what our pride is. Our pride is really just me getting in the way of God. Yeah. Um, and and when we do that, then we make room for him to do what he wants to do, and we trust him. And that's where the joy comes in, because you find out you're jumping off a cliff, but then you find out that he's the one that's making you fly. Yes. And you don't have a parachute, 
but he's going to help you fly. Yeah. Well, you don't have a parachute yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's so something, something worth kind of thinking about. Yes. It's, it's just not there yet. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean yes. it's, it's not there. Oh, wow. And so when we wait for the circumstances to be right, yeah. we're going to 100% miss out yes. on the, the blessing and the plan. Amen. Right? I mean, I think about that for the school. Amen. If we waited to have all these things figured out and, you know, all of our ducks in a row, it's such an overused phrase, one that I use way too often, ducks in a row. But if we waited for all those things, we would never do anything anything right right there's a verse in ecclesiastes about that solomon writes in chapter four farmers who wait for perfect weather they never plant if they watch Mm. every cloud they will never harvest Mm. and so if we're waiting for the circumstances to be just right we're going to miss it right the lord is calling us to run in after something and to pursue something right and it's our job to respond in faithful obedience walking by faith not by sight yeah now what's really cool with that too is you know we've thrown out the word obedience a, a time or two in here and, um, you know, if you've ever heard me share a message or, or anything like that, uh, one line that I use quite frequently is that God's plan isn't contingent on our faithful obedience, right? right. It's not, you know. God will yeah. do what he's going to do. Exactly. And that's what's awesome. He's God, right? His providence, his sovereignty, it's amazing. But our joy along the way is contingent mm. on that. And so in order for us to be cheerful givers, in order for the Lord to delight in the cheerful giver, we have to be faithfully obedient to what he's called us to do. Yes. And so, you know, he's going to delight in our faithful obedience. Mm. And, and that's just, it's just kind of this beautiful cyclical type cycle mm. um, that I think is so important for us to understand that Amen. God, God's plan isn't dependent on me. Amen. All right. Amen. But if I want to find joy in the journey, Right. I, I best get in line. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Now, in the message, um, Pastor Kurt, he, he did an apology for, because there's been a lot of teaching in the church and, and abuse in the church around giving, around this topic of even sowing and reaping. Um, he did an apology because, you know, because of that. And I understood because it it's hard, especially if, when we haven't worked through what you know any pain or trauma or abuse that maybe you've gone through at another church or or, or with another individual, another pastor. Um, it can be hard to receive this, but it is in scripture, like you're saying. So that's why we have to we have to preach on it. But there is wisdom in working this out. What would you say to that? Yeah, I'd say there's a couple of things that I kind of thought I, I, I jotted down and really, really three key takeaways for me was this idea of we're called to give thoughtfully, mm-hmm. right? Not impulsively. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be spontaneous with our generosity. I think we most certainly should. Um, but what I would argue is the more closely aligned with the Holy Spirit you are, the more your impulse will be aligned with that of the Father. Mm. Right. And so it's like that idea of like praying, Lord, allow my heart to be broken for the things that breaks yours, right? And and so the more that we have that posture in alignment mm. with the Father, the more our impulses will be aligned with the Father, right? And so, but we should give thoughtfully. We should be prayerful in, in how we invest, in how we bless others, right? And, and so that's one thing that I would argue is pretty, pretty important uh, for us to be mindful of that. And it doesn't mean that we can't be spontaneous. Of course, I, I would argue we should always be ready and mm. willing and able. Um, but I would argue it comes out of the posture of a heart of prayer, right? Right. And so if you have a a posture of prayer day in and day out, and prayer isn't simply a posture that is reserved for nighttime before bed or simply for an hour or two on Tuesday night Mm -hmm. or, you know, when there's other people around, but rather your life is in continual communion with the Lord. Yes, yes. All of a sudden, every moment 
could be prayerfully considered. Right? What if you lived your life in such a way where every moment was prayerfully considered mm-hmm. and intentional? Right. And so that'd be number one, I would say, is to be thoughtful and intentional, not impulsive. Uh, another piece I would say is it has to be voluntary. You cannot give generously and cheerfully out of obligation. It's, it's not just, giving at that point. It's not it's giving really at not. that point. All right? It's, that's a tax. No one writes a check <laughs> um, for their – I mean, I haven't anyway. I've never written out that check joyfully. In, uh, that's or an, how about that, that question on your taxes? It's like, do you want to contribute to the presidential campaign? Yeah. I'm like, no. no not this one. Um, yeah. And so – and I think it's just interesting, right? It's, it's out of obligation. Yeah. It's not giving, right? And so it has to be voluntary. Yeah. And it's not something – that you have to do rather something that you get to do. Yes. And so what if we phrase it this way? What if rather than asking the Lord, how much of my money do I get to keep or do I have to give? We rephrased it and we said, Lord, how much of your provision yes. do Amen. you want me to give away? Amen. How much of your provision right. am I to give? Am I to bless with? Right. And I'll live on the rest. That's so good. Right. And so oh, I think there's so just like a, it's in, you know, we think of it as an upside down thing, but the reality is, as Pastor Kurt said, no, mm-hmm. that's actually right side up. We're right. the ones upside down. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the father, while he is above us, he's also meant to be the yes. foundation upon all things. Amen. Right. And so we just kind of have to invert our thinking there. Right. And then the last piece I would say is just this idea of being generous. Mm-hmm. So we are called to give generously. Right. We are created in the perfect image of our creator. Mm. It's a beautiful thought to think about. We serve a generous God. Yes, we do. We certainly and do. he was most certainly generous with all things. Yes. Yeah. He was generous with his son, and he calls us to be generous in return. And so yeah. to be anything but generous mm-hmm. is to deny the very right. purpose that you're created to be, uh, is to deny his image in you. Mm. We are called to be image bearers. Right. All right. So not only was Jesus the visible image of the invisible mm-hmm. God, we are the visible image. We are that testimony to the world around us. And so if we want people to understand and know our generous creator, we need to be generous and reflect that. Mm. Yeah. And so that's, so those three, uh, three things I'd say would be just to be thoughtful and intentional, to be voluntary and then to give generously. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to what you know the Lord was putting on my heart too, thinking about this is we're God hasn't asked us to do anything in this that He hasn't done already. You know, He gave like you were saying, He gave us His Son. He gave us Jesus. And you know, Pastor Kurt brought up the passage from John twelve where Jesus talks about um, you know unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. So we were learning about that on Sunday within the context of us giving of our resources. Mm -hmm. And it's true because it's that same kingdom principle, but Jesus first applied that to himself. And he's not even giving like a resource, he's giving his life. He's like, I'm not giving a seed, I am that seed. You're talking about giving generously. Yes, it's like, I am giving myself. And so I think, you know, when we're, when we're working through these, these situations in our life or these areas where, um, well, what should I give in this area? Or here's like a, an area of bitterness in my life and I'm having a hard time, Lord, with, you know, maybe being obedient with you where you're calling to me to, to give or, or, or pursue you in this area. That's why Pastor Kurt was saying for us to, to take communion over that area because 
um, you and I were talking before, it's and you were saying how when we take communion, we are realigning mm. ourselves with the heart of the Father, and His heart is to give to us. Yeah, absolutely. I it's it's you know we've said it over and over like that alignment, that posture is so critical. Mm. You know, and but when we think about Jesus pouring Himself out for us, and in that idea of it's generosity like the world has never ever seen. Right. Mm-hmm. We can't be generous. Yes. Unless we first are able to receive that. It can't be an overflow. Right. Until we first welcome that in here. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't give what I don't have. Right. right. And, and so for right. us to actually yes. live this yes. out, we yes. have to go even a step further back and we have to say, all right, Lord, what is it that I need to empty of myself out? Right. Because the Lord's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to give something to you. Yes. And so what do yeah. I need what do I need to let go of so the Lord can right. deposit right in right so that I can deposit in others. Yeah. And so yeah. there's this it's this beautiful image and if you were to draw this thing out it'd be incredible. Right. Um, I kind of wish we had a whiteboard. Um, there's a, like, <laughs> next time. Te- next there's time. A teacher part of me there, there will be a next time with yeah. you for All sure. Right, awesome. Um but no it's so true because even Jesus was getting something by giving his life. Like it said the Bible says, for, but for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. The joy meaning us. Yeah. Which most certainly wasn't <laughs> circumstantial. <laughs> no, right? no, it was yeah, not. Yeah, it was not a pretty picture. <laughs> not at all. Arguably the most beautiful picture. Right. Uh, that and it was hard possibly. for him. In the garden, It's he's agonizing about, yeah. God, if there's any other way. But it costs something. Yes. And I, that's, I mean, maybe a hard thing for us to kind of end on, but mm-hmm. the reality is to be a cheerful giver requires for us to be sacrificial. Amen. And so we can't do that well mm-hmm. unless we first understand the sacrifice of the Father for us. Absolutely. And so what he did for us thousands of years ago, for me, you, and every other believer yes. in the world, was he created space mm-hmm. for us to empty ourselves and to lay down the things that we need to at the foot of the cross and to receive what only he could give so that we can give freely away. Amen. Right. And and so that's something Amen. there for us to really ponder and to think through. And what I love, just kind of going back to where mm-hmm. we started, was this idea of Paul saying, uh, you know, sowing and reaping and talking about finances without talking about money at all. Yeah. Is while this is specific to finances in a way, there could be things in your life that you're holding on to that the Lord's saying, I need you to let that go because I have something else for you. Yes. That I want you to be able to pour out into Amen. someone else. And it could be pride. And we kind of started our morning that way. It could be with your time. It could be with anxiety. It could be fear. I mean, it could be so many different things in addition to finances or separate of them. But the Lord's saying it's time to release that Mm. so that I can fill you up with the only thing that belongs there Mm. so that there can be an overflow. And now you can be a cheerful giver of whatever it is I've called you to give in any moment. Amen. Well, as we wrap up here, um, would you mind just praying into that for us? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. so much. We love the fact that we are a body of believers who can come and to gather and to dive into your word and to dive into maybe some of the harder passages of scripture. Um, They're not always comfortable, uh, but Father, Mm -hmm. it's you revealing yourself to us and who we were created to be. And so Father, we thank you that we're able to press in as you press in upon us. And so Lord, as we start to kind of ponder these words and as we start to uh, reflect on them in in the days and weeks and the months ahead, Lord, we just ask that you allow us to continually realign our hearts with yours. Lord, that your priorities would become our priorities. 
Lord, that we would let go of the things that you've called us to let go because there is something greater mm-hmm. for us to not only receive, but something greater for us to even pass on and to be generous with. And so, Father, we thank you for the blessing that you've poured out on your people and will continue to. Um, but, Father, more than anything, we thank you for what you've already done. Uh, Father, for the, the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, the example of which you set for us time and time and time and time again. And, Father, uh, we are just beyond blessed and humbled that you delight in us. Not in what we do. It's not in our actions. It's not in anything we could ever accomplish on our own, but you delight in us. And so, Father, we just ask that you be with us and protect us, that you guide us, and that you just allow us to to live in alignment with you, that our posture would reflect that mm-hmm. of you. And we pray these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much. All right. And you guys, uh, thank you for joining us. And we hope you will be back with us next week. And Pastor Kurt will be back with us. Um, I'm Luke. I'm Frank. And that's The Breakdown. Breakdown